Hello there, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. Very welcome here today. Nisha, today we're on episode 64 and we're talking about the effects um, of Ireland not supporting culture. Yes. It's been a bit of a bone of contention for me for a while that there's no arts academy in Ireland. If we lived in the UK or in France and I had met people who were very talented at, you know, writing music, film, dance, whatever, mm. um, I would have somewhere to send them. In Ireland, basically, they all do lousy in school. They battle their way into a PLC course, such as the School of Rock and Ballyfermot, and they start their lives then, which I find a bit of a shame because if when I was living in the UK and I knew families who had, you know, very talented dance people who headed off to London to the Arts Academy at the age of 15 and 16 to be dancers, Mm. you know, and they had been dancing for years and years already at that stage. And there was a sense of them having hope of having a career because they started it at the right time Mm. rather than gone, besides the fact that they go through this feeling of, oh, I'm I'm rubbish in school and because I can't do maths, besides the fact that we parked all of that, they've actually just been in the discipline and develop the techniques for much longer years than if you haven't, if you're only starting your life post-leaving cert. So how do they develop here in Ireland? I think they, they really struggle. I, mm. I, I, I like What started me off thinking about this is that one of the books that I'm reading at the moment is uh, Mary Robinson's autobiography, Everybody Matters. And I suppose, like, as usual in June, I always hit rock bottom when I was looking for something positive to read. I, I think my worst time of the year for me being dejected with the whole system is June every year. And so I started reading this book. And I'm on the part where we're back in 70s Ireland, where mm. the, the arts was hugely supported at the time and had been for, for quite a few years. Mm. And she's talking about the fact of Ireland joining the EEC, the, the original EU, and how, you know, there's these throwaway comments, and I just sort of wrote them down. You know, France is going to like us for our culture. Germany are interested in our writers. Uh, Italians are interested in the beauty of our landscape. She mm. talks about finding common ground with certain countries. So Britain, in terms of legislation, because we would have still had their sort of uh, legal system that we would have mm. adopted and so on, and their way of um, administration and so on, which I don't always find positive in terms of education in Ireland. Mm. I think sometimes we could throw away some of their logic and try mm. something a bit different and she talks about you know france so aligning with france in terms of agriculture yeah. you know but there's a real sense in reading this that ireland had an identity as a culture and mm. that you know we had things that we were really good at and that we were really known for and if you think about it like for a small island we've really packed our punch in terms of exporting mm. very talented artists writers in particular um, and theater writers and mm. um, really big names and everybody's sort of grumbling that there's nobody coming up through the ranks in terms of leadership in the country mm. and no voices coming up. But if we've lost our identity as a nation, how can we expect people to have it as an individual? Mm. You know, I, I really don't think that the powers that be at the moment mm. really think about just how big a deal it is mm. to not support culture. And when I have people who are, you know, writers sitting in front of me and saying, oh, well, nobody in Ireland can make money being a writer. And I still sit there and go, eh, Roddy Doyle, Maeve <laughs> Binchy, and I start listing off names. Like, I'm like, yeah. everybody but them, like, yeah, yeah. you know, because like Maeve Binchy in particular, like, mm. put a huge amount of money back into the arts in Ireland, like. Mm. Um, so I just think, I, I just don't know if we're really thinking about how big a deal it is. Mm. It's like, and it's like, I hardly ever meet parents who really want their children to go in these directions of these mm. things, of these really talented areas. 
Mm. I suppose, you know, it's like a field where you sow a crop and you don't sow that crop the next year. Some, some will still grow of that crop. And maybe the next year, some will grow, but it will die out then. Yeah, it's and we're, we're, we're still, forever. we're really at the point yeah. where I can see everything dying. Mm-hmm. There's just been a, a few die-hard people struggling. And I just, I, I also was talking recently to someone Australian who was saying that it's very hard to make money in Ireland in the film industry. And I really feel that it's a lack of mentality. I meet a lot of people in arts in Ireland and this is part of what's gone on that they don't have a sense that they don't feel that they can make money and so many jobs are done as favours. And so there's a real sense of lack running through the whole industry, whereas other people can come into Ireland to make films and make money. Mm. So so a lot of it is, is our mindset shift mm. as well too within those communities that you need to generate money and find money and pay people and have an industry and have paid positions in it and have a worth in order to drive more money into that economy and have more of that. But but also too, people need to be getting into it younger. Mm. And I do find it very difficult to find places to send people who I feel are talented in different industries and to find open doors. Like, there's open doors for people in terms of animation, but there's not always in other sectors. I, I find it, I find, how do I get people into theatre and, mm. and get people involved and get them to see that there is a career there and that there's many spin-off areas, such as um, stage management. And yet, we there's a Golden Globe and um, an Oscar trophy in the IFI of somebody who has won things for Ireland in stage management. Mm. So they have existed in the past, but we're, but in all areas of arts, we're not generating people mm. um, in so many different ways. And do you think that people may be choosing different routes in terms of careers, that they're not going down their um, career of real well, choice or passion because, because yeah. they don't feel that there's... That it's actually a career because yeah, no, you need to you need to live as well. Yeah, no, I, I do think there's a big sense of that, and and I think one of the reasons I get dejected every June is that I watch this sort of popularity thing that goes on where the CAO is filled out in January. We kind of know roughly where the bodies are going to land, and mm. if the economy is doing well, which people are perceiving that it is at the moment, there's a lot of people going into the business sector, um, and hardly anyone is going for science. And then there's also really big. Um, problems in science at the moment with Brexit and with the states because there isn't any money in the pot for research Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people are struggling in science at the moment Um, so you know you watch these shifts in how people land in courses and it's really not this goes back to the first episode that we recorded of people don't have a sense of self they don't have a sense of talents they're not developing those talents from young ages. Like, one of the best examples I can give you of that is that there's a guy I did my PhD with who's an underwater photographer. He spent a lot of um, childhood in the Cayman Islands, as it turned out. Um, his dad bought him his first underwater camera at the age of 10, and he's an outstanding underwater photographer now. Mm. You know, So the access to the things that you try as a child mm. end up being pivotal in your life later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how can Ireland develop a, a, a more supportive? Well, I think other people, other than a few diehard people in the arts community, need to start shouting about it. I think people need to start seeing that this actually has a big impact, and that 
Um, I think that business people and so on need to wake up and realise that this that our 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 identity as a country is wrapped up in culture, mm. and so that it's quite important to support it. It it can't just be a few diehard theatre people who are talking about how important the arts are. Mm. And does the government have a responsibility in this? And did did past governments support the arts? Well, well, well I suppose there's a direct correlation between when past governments supported the arts, we had more people in the arts, mm. and we had more of an identity culturally. Mm. It's like anything. It's like you know. Whereas, I think there's a big push um, sometimes. Like um, we've got. I suppose it's gone now towards that. There's more crafts. And in certain pockets of the country, mm. there is a bigger um, emphasis on craft work. And we do have amazing craft people like woodturners mm. and jewellery makers mm. and so on, which is fantastic. Mm. But there's so many counties in Ireland where the only thing we're pushing is GAA football. Mm. Okay. And, and not everybody can, do, can, can run around the field. And not everybody wants to. What would be the ideal scenario for, say, if Ireland wanted to redevelop um, the arts here? Well, I think How it has to go about that. Well, I think it has to be a bigger part of the the the, um, the curriculum for a start. Like we only seem to do arts in primary school in mm. the week before Christmas when we haven't got anything else to do. Mm. Um, so I think we have to start it there. Um, and we have to see it as a valuable talent and we have to stop sidelining it and saying things like, oh, well, last year's lot were very creative, but they weren't very academic. Mm. You know, and, and that's said as an insult about a class year. Okay, so splitting them and uh, splitting, splitting those, um, those talents and challenge. Yeah, and, and, and sort of devaluing it and saying, oh, well, they're not academic, maybe they'll do something arty. Yeah, okay. I, I think we need to lose that. I think we need to just start saying talents full stop. Um, we need to have more access. And we really need some sort of an arts academy. And how how would you go about forming an arts academy in Ireland? Who who, who are the people that should be listening to this podcast? Or, or who well, are I know that I know somebody who did try, who did have an interest in doing it, and they did mm. get financial backers to do something. But unfortunately, they were property developing people, and they weren't in for in it for the long haul. Unfortunately, one of the things about setting up an educational establishment is that you're not going to see a return on the profit until you start to get a cohort of students in and get mm. extra years in and so on. Mm. So, it has to be people who are in for an investment that they're not going to get back overnight. So, for instance, the people who set up Teeling's Whiskey Distillery mm. um, had to invest and they realised that they weren't going to get bottles of whiskey for five years or ten years and they weren't really going to start to see a return from their investment until they had matured whiskey that mm. they produced. It's setting up an arts academy is a similar scenario. So it has to be people who realise that you're investing in something for the future. And how would that benefit then students uh, in terms of... Uh, you know, attending that academy? Well, I think they'd end up with a career. I think we'd be, I think rather than exporting people out of the country and mm. people falling through the gaps and people not, not going into career areas mm. and, and not developing their talents, that we'd, we'd actually see a huge identity in Ireland again. Um, mm. Like, we, we only see culture at the moment in Ireland in terms of a tourism attraction. We only put money back into culture mm. in order to generate tourism. Yeah. And we only do that during boom times. Mm. And mm. there's something really wrong with that mentality because we have to realise that our identity as a culture is wrapped up in this. Mm. And that if you don't give people a way to express themselves, you don't have the next generation of leaders and talkers. Yeah. 
and all the things that we're lacking at the moment, all the things that we've lost in the so-called Celtic Tiger. So creating a, and developing an academy would uh, regenerate that again? Hugely, and I think it would be a sense of somewhere for people to go and a sense of it actually mattering. Mm. And it's, it's, you know, people deserve that as well. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to go about things in such a yeah. backward way to try and have a career yeah, in, yeah. in 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 pivotal areas like film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there, Nisha. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. Talk to you again. Bye.